<clears throat> I'd like to open, if I may, with a song. <laughs> it's been a while since I have been to the bunker. <laughs> Where have you been, Kate Bates? I've been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> did you just turn this into a song-versation? <laughs> a song-versation. It's been a hot minute, hasn't it? It has been a little while. It we've had been. we've had a, a sojourn. A hiatus. Hiatus or sojourn? Oh, one or the other. Breather. Thing. Sojourn sounds yeah. like more like a European holiday. Smoko. By the lake. Yeah, well. It sounds quite fun. Not quite that. <laughs> no. uh, look, we have had a little bit of a mid-season hiatus here on the Wheelhouse podcast, we but we are very much back in the bunker, ready to go. So much has happened. My name's Joel Spreadborough, and I'm joined by the one and only... Katerina Bartes. Thank you. It had been a while. <laughs> Do you like how I've just really adapted like my Italian racing name? Yeah, can I see your passport? Because I would not rule out <laughs> you having applied that legally. No, I'd like to actually. It's, uh, look, it's been a uh, an interesting month since yeah. we've been in here. What um, have you been doing? Yeah, look, we've had a bit of a uh, roller coaster in our in our personal life, a bit of ups and downs. Yep. Happy to say we've cleared cleared the haze. Amazing. And uh Great to be back, but what about you? Have you been like in rural Canada, growing a beard? What's <laughs> I have another song for you. Yeah, I'm a lumberjack and that's okay. So <laughs> work gold. No, I sleep it's all night and I work gold. No, I have. Um, I've been in the mountains. Yes. Um, what mountains? Building myself a log cabin. The mountains of Brisbane. Oh, you good. Know those okay. Vast yes. mountain ranges. That uh -huh. we have. Uh, mm -hmm. Doomsday prepping. Oh, good. Yeah, getting ready for. No, I'm kidding. I, look, I've had a very busy uh, four or five weeks as well. And, uh, you know, it's the first break that we like, extended break mm. that we've had on this, on this show. And it's, it came at a very special time because we've come back just in time. And uh, if uh, Merxie's with the camera, I, I just want to circle for uh, episode. 60. 60. It's of a bit the of a milestone, podcast. isn't it? I mean, I'm when people turn 60, they get a party. Yeah. Are we going to have a party? Is, is this not already <laughs> a party? Daddy, I'd like a party. I'd like a party, please, Daddy. Yes. Uh, but no, honestly, it's been great to have a little break, but it's lovely to be back because so much is happening. I've been really busy working, um, working hard for the money. Working on your beard. L do, you, um, do you know where Merxie's been? I'd love to know where Merckx has been. Well, look, there was a little event yeah. um, that was marked. It's been marked every year since 2008. Um, it's called the World Naked Bike Ride. And uh, I, I suspect that's where Merckx has been. It's clothing oh. optional, Joel. I, I laugh without being convinced that you're actually joking. <laughs> well, I don't. Here. Yeah, well, he could have been. Yeah. Uh, are we going to get any confirmation? I'd love to know if he um, got know. up in the saddle on the climbs. <laughs> Merckx! Didn't get there, oh. but it is on the bucket list. Next year, babe. Next together. Together. We could do a team run. I was talking to Joel. Oh, oh good. <laughs> That's awkward. Look, yeah. um, the clothing optional bike ride, they deliver a vision of a cleaner, safer, body positive world. Like, okay, isn't that a great. cause we can all get behind? That's a lovely message, an important yes. message. It really is. Yes. Uh, you can use a pair of wheelhouse cycling socks if you like. I'll a wear pair my will work between both of you. And yep. <laughs> I'll wear my chamois. Shamu oh dear! Okie dokie. <laughs> what have you been doing, Merxy, for the past few weeks? Uh, I was auditioning some podcast hosts. Oh, <laughs> for what? Well, for what project? Little cycling podcast. Oh, really? Oh. Australia's freshest and only, I believe, weekly cycling podcast. Moving on. All right, good. <laughs> 
A bit of insecurity to start the day. Welcome That's back, right. Kate. Let's now concentrate on getting some good content mm. out there and keeping our gigs. Now, huge announcement. A um, couple of milestones for all of us. As you say, a bit of a roller coaster, but you've had a very, very big, uh, let's just say, win. I'm going to call it a victory. Yeah. And I'm not going to steal it from you. What happened? What's yes. the what's the other than everything else amazing that you've been up to? What's 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 stood out for yes. you? Well, I attended a photo shoot, Joel, yes. and I dressed up in yellow. Oh, yellow wheelhouse. Um, not quite. Okay, they photoshopped the logo out. Ah! <laughs> um, it wasn't for the yellow wiggle, uh, Joel. It was the announcement of the uh, broadcast team for the 2024 Olympics. And I'm happy to say I'm one of the cycling commentators. Oh, Catherine Bates. Thank you. That is Thank outstanding. You. Give myself a little round of applause. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's really exciting. I've been to the Olympics before in the broadcast team, uh, yep. but as a reporter. So this is my first official one as a commentator. Brilliant. Uh, but it's really exciting. I'll be working with Scott McGrory, friend of the show, Phil Liggett. Great friend of the Phil show. Phil loves the wheelhouse. Uh, we've got Caroline Buchanan um, in there as well. Cadell Evans. I mean, we're pretty much just like naming our besties, right? Yeah, I was going to say the, the cool. royal family, basically. Uh, <laughs> I know. Trotting out, yeah. Uh, and then we've got um, a fellow by the name of Mitch Tomlinson who does like the BMX and the skate. He's yep. a legend in all that area. And then this fellow by the name of Ryan Williams, who we are going to get on this podcast, if it is the last thing that I do, Joel, yep. uh, because I've told him about how I chased Logan Martin through an airport. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Mercy. Here's the photo. She's in yellow. Brilliant. There it is. Kate there you go. Bates. See, I told you yellow wiggle. So they dressed us all in <laughs> primary colours. Um, because, you know, they're the Olympic colours. And you got the yellow ring. I got the yellow. Outstanding. So and some names in there. Uh, Dylan yeah. Alcott. Yes. He's amazing. Uh, He's, brilliant. I mean, one of our um, most incredible athletes. I, can't, I don't even know how many Grand Slams he's won. Too many to even remember off the top of my head. Yep. Uh, but we've got Ellie Cole, Steve Hooker for yep. athletics. Um, incredible. Um, Georgie Parker's there for hockey. Kerry Pothas. Do you Pothast. remember when yeah. she won a gold medal at the Sydney Olympics? 100% Bondi Beach, yeah. Never forget. Such an iconic yep. moment. So it's a really cool team to be part of. I Actually, I got to do yeah. a very special thing. It was a, about two years ago where we went back to Bondi. Oh, and she, cool. we filmed a little segment where she recreated... The moment, the moment, the victory moment. Well, that's and so cool. And it was cool. such a goosey spine. Like she was the passion and the authenticity that she brought to reliving that moment was so special. Oh, yeah. And oh, They all have such good stories. Um, And you'll notice in the photo that there's two fellas with like a beanie and a hat on. Yeah. Um, that would be Mitch and Ryan, our <laughs> BMX team. I was going to say, uh, the BMX guys. I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah. Mitch, uh, Mitch, though, you'd be excited if you were Mitch because you're, you're the guy that gets to call – the guaranteed gold medal of Logan from Logan. It, so that's pretty I know. Well, yeah. look, we'll let him tell the story uh, himself. Yeah. Um, but Merxy came along as well. And, uh, you know, he's always hunting for talent. And um, I believe there's a story along the lines of Ryan Williams actually beating Logan Martin. Oh, no. Wow. So I, I want to hear that. And, look, I think they're going like for like because yep. he's also got a pump track in his – or a big ramp in his backyard on the Sunshine Coast. So this is like Gold Coast versus Sunshine Coast. Like, oh, there's a rivalry. That's outstanding. Mm. That's outstanding. Mm. More – and you know what? I don't mean to be parochial, but yet again, the Queenslanders. The Queenslanders. And we'll have more on that as yeah. we get across because there's so much to cover. Uh, La Vuelta 
has been lighting up the, the, the mountains and the roads of Spain. We're going to talk about Australian effort there. It's been good. We're going to talk about the triumvirate. I love this. And I want to give a shout out to Buttered Frog uh, on X for mentioning that we now have a triumvirate and a trident in world cycling. And I'm almost shaking with excitement <laughs> at uh, the thought. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about etiquette. We'll talk about birthday etiquette as well. I'm looking forward to, <laughs> to getting oh, yeah. your take on that. If you've been catching up with the with the GT over there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, and also a ridiculous, ridiculous record attempt done successfully uh, with some real patchwork bike mm. mechanics happening as well. We're going to get into that. I'm really excited about it. There is. I mean, look, it's the bonus of having a wee break, Joel, is that there's a lot of fun stuff when we come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you you, you saying you're going to go for a wee break? No. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I was in a small break. So sorry. My mistake. I'm sorry. I've been too long in the mountains. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's get into it. Welcome back. And a massive shout out. uh, Oh, sorry. I'm not allowed to say that. Massive congratulations to you. for a, a very, very well-earned appointment to the Olympic commentary team and the the nuance, uh, the authority, the knowledge, the insight, and hopefully the nicknames that you're going oh, yes. to bring viewers. Yes. It's outstanding. Well, I may need, you may need to sit down with um, Scott McGrory and <laughs> give him a little bit of a, a lesson in the nicknamery. Yeah. Do you reckon um, he'll go toe for toe? Yeah, I reckon he could. Okay. I reckon he could. Toe to toe, whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, amazing, exciting. Let's go to Cymac Ladies Tour. Uh, I was paying some attention to, oh, yeah, yeah, Lottie Kopecky. Yeah, she's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lottie, yeah, she's still doing all right. Oh, oh, gee, where's Lottie Kopecky? Give someone else a go. Outstanding. It was just, you know, what struck me about the Cymac Ladies Tour, it's one of the oldest women's races. It was simply called the Holland Ladies Tour Mm -hmm. uh, when I raced. And you were both super excited and terrified about it at the same time because it goes through beautiful terrain. A lot of it is quite flat in the Netherlands. Yep. And so you have these epic uh, races with crosswinds that you just know are going to split um, the group from moment to moment. Uh, and then it finishes uh, down in the more hilly area um, down the bottom of the of the Netherlands. But uh, I'm going to tell you a little story. I was going to say it's just wonderful seeing Lotte Kopecky in the rainbow jersey. And it is. Yeah. I mean, very quickly she had the leader's jersey on, so she didn't wear it. But um, when I raced there, they had a particular sponsor and the jersey was uh, like a off green colour, like half brown, half green, I would describe the jersey as. So, you know, not a typical okay. leader's jersey colour. Uh, and the race sponsor was a company called um, Baby Dump. Okay. Um and so it had, <laughs> yeah. it had. I was going to say, what shade of brown? Off anyway, brown jersey <laughs> with baby dump written across its back. And I can tell you that the Australians got a lot of um, joy out of that. It's just one of those fun. What language is it with things. us and puerile humour? I don't know. It works. Though. I I could confirm baby dump no longer sponsor a jersey that is that colour. Okay. Um, but. Yeah. Optics, optics are everything. <laughs> Baby poo, yeah. brown, uh, literally any other colour. I know, any other I know. But, you know, right. anyway, I won't, I won't keep banging on about that one. But lot of, lo- look, what a season. SD works once again. Um, and Lorena, I've got to give a shout out to Vibes as well. Some very oh, solid yeah, she's sprinting there. Solid sprinting. I mean, I think it's been with Worlds early. Yeah. It's a little bit odd yeah. to then have a new rainbow jersey racing in the back. End of the season. That's 100%. a little bit odd. It's all a little bit 
upside down. But I don't dislike it. Like, I quite like that Lotta Kopecky has won and then now we're getting to see her racing in the rainbows yep. before we have the season break. So it's actually, okay. I think, kind of cool. But if you – I was thinking about, like, is Lotta Kopecky the best rider of the season, men, women, across the board? It's very Ooh. easy at this point with everything that happened in Glasgow. Yeah. Winning on the track, winning on the road, now coming out, winning her first race yeah. after Worlds in the rainbows to say, heck yeah. But then if you look at where the season started, yeah. Uh, you know, Demi Vollering, like there's say, some pretty like... tough competition. Um, so I think, you know, Demi's kind of just cruising out the end of her season. But yeah, um, she's done some significant damage yes. to everyone else yeah, over yes, the year. Everybody. Um, um, but Vibes and, and Kapeki yep. continue to have incredible form. Yep. And remembering that uh, they're both on the same team. So mm -hmm. SD works, pretty dominant show. Oh, it's ridiculous! At a home race, it's great. Like I yeah, think yeah. it's it's kind of all the all the right feels. I say I mm. say ridiculous in like a go team kind of thing. <laughs> yes. like we we have spent a bit of time on this mm. program. Uh, well, no other word for it. Shit canning SD works and various tactics. Uh, but you know what? Outstanding. And I I think mm. I love this about cycling. You have to have a really long memory, even within the one season, because you're you're so correct. Someone who's just absolutely indestructible. Six months ago, might be having a little bit of a, a coast now. How mm. do we compare those performances well, to say who's the goat of the year? I think uh, we're going to have to do that in a yeah, couple of weeks we when are. the season wraps up. That is exactly what we'll have to do. I'm looking forward to that, Kate. It is. But Cymac Ladies Tour ended up being another really big, really big milestone of the season, Joel. I'm a little bit sad. Oh, no, me too. I am. Speaking of goats, mm. I had, that was just there for a segue, but yeah. Yep. You we, can lead out on this one, Bates. We say farewell to the racing career of the one and only Annemiek van Vloten. Yeah. Goat of all goats. She's the goat of goats, isn't goat she? Goat of goats. Of all the all other goats look to this goat when they're looking for goat related <laughs> advice. I don't I don't want to bore everybody, but hundred and four wins, yeah. right? I'm gonna go through some of them because it's just remarkable. Two world championships in the road race, two in the time trial, an Olympic gold medal in a in the time trial, a silver in the road race, a Tour de France victory, four Giro victories, a Vuelta victory, three Grand Tours all in one season, two Liège, Baston Liège, two Strada Bianchi, two Ronde van Vlaanderen. That's just the highlights. That's certainly by no means her full yeah. CV. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. I, I think uh, that. That effort, I, I, you know, once again, parochial Australian, but that effort in Wollongong with the, uh, yes. you're going down in a time trial rather nastily and then you were pushing out a dominant victory in the road race a mere hours later. Mm. I'm being dramatic. It was a few Well, days no, later, she, whatever. I mean, she highlighted that as one of her huge best wins. That's and that like real, that's that tenacious all time. Like you speak about dominant victories and, and full peak fitness, whatever. Those moments, those sporting moments when they overcome that, that mm. kind of adversity, the mental strength, um, the, the, just the courage, and I guess the threshold, the pain threshold that you mm. can defy at that level, that, that's a massive standout. It's, so Merxie and I had a great conversation the other night. We were watching um, the NRL, it's final season for, um, for any NRL's fan. How's well, Parra and going? AFL and th yeah, moving going on. Right? Broncos are going well, so, yeah. you know, half did the house Parra, is happy. Sorry to linger on it, but did they No, make the keep finals? moving on. No, is they that? didn't, Joel. Okay, uh, anyway, one of the uh, great year. players of the game, Ryan Pappenhausen, 
coming back for the Melbourne Storm after nearly yeah. a year and a half off. Uh, went down, very badly injured his ankle. Yeah. He's certainly season, maybe plural, maybe career. Yeah. Um, it's a not, not comeback, maybe. You know, pretty tough to watch. And uh, I found my, I had a really visceral reaction watching it. I, I felt sick for the guy and mm. not just in a, oh, that's bad luck. But it reminded me of so many moments in cycling in my own career, but also when you're watching that you take it for granted how often these athletes win yeah. and they keep winning and you're like, wow, they just win so much to the point where we even go, oh, it's a little bit boring Stop winning, you're when boring they win us, so yeah. much, but so much can go wrong. Yeah. And when we looked at Pappenhausen, nothing really badly went wrong, nothing obvious, and it still went to crap. Like, it still was disastrous. Annemiek van Vloten didn't really do anything wrong in the team's time trial, but it went to crap, and she was nearly completely out of it. A few days later, she's winning a world title. These moments aren't small. And each single one of them, is a legacy left behind for her to do it 104 times. It's unquantifiable the yeah. impact that she's had on the sport. And um, you know, I remember Michael Rogers, one of the Aussies who won three World Time Trial Championships. He won so many, losing the Tour de France green uh, yellow jersey with a broken collarbone. Like got up, tried to finish the stage, couldn't finish the stage. There's so many moments that could end up as your biggest victories that turn into these tragedies. So to look at her career and how many bones she's broken, how mm. many times she's been down but never out, it is simply remarkable. And I, I just don't think you could really ever find to many athletes so dedicated to the craft, um, so purposeful yeah. in what they do. It really is incredible. And, and it's sad that she won't be – of course, good honour, she's 41. Heavens, yeah. <laughs> you know – Put your feet up, enjoy retirement. <laughs> Arguably, but, um, could keep going. To be yeah, fair, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it, look, it's yeah, it's a bit sad to to close the door on the career. It is, and and you know what? It's I love that you've brought that out about that pushing through pain. Another thing we've spoken about this year, I, I talk about Remco, of course, with some of the criticism around the Giro, and you know, well, come on, get back on your bike, you'll be right, and being like, guys, if they can, they will. They always they will. Always They're an will. elite athlete that this is everything for them. They will. And I think she proved that so many times. Uh, and again, that's why that, that that particular victory, obviously being there exclusive for the wheelhouse and uh, calling that one to it, just to ourselves. We were just calling it to each other. Uh, but it was it was a real privilege, wasn't it? And it was, yeah. That, that, that monologue that you've given, I just want to plant a seed. You should consider applying for a job as an Olympics commentator. That was, <laughs> you think? Put my CV in? Got me. Can got you me. can you write me a reference? Yeah, yeah. Like just, are you sure? <laughs> oh, uh, no, no. Kate is really good. You've misspelt Kate. Yeah. Uh, first error. Well, look. since Merckx is looking for new podcast hosts, I'm not sure he'll sign off on it. Yeah, uh, fair but enough. Look, I mean, she was a ruthless killer on the bike, yeah. but I think off the bike, she's a much gentler soul. And whatever her future holds for her, this won't be the last we've heard of her. I'm quite sure of that. Well, let's hope she stays around so. the sport. But uh, yeah. special if she comments. Yeah, oh, 100%. Ooh, like, there's got to be, you'd, you'd just name your price, wouldn't you? I know. Uh, but anyway, look, <laughs> we, we love Arnemiek and we love the Dutch Trident. Uh, we'll, I'll find a way to get it to restore it, but it'll never be the same. Let's well, be honest. Yeah, no. I mean, Ellen van Dyke will be back, and then there you'll you have Vibes and Vollering and van Dyke, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's getting all right. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah. That's okay. I yeah, did look, have dreams a, of there's it There's a becoming... significant height differential between the three of them, okay. though. Okay. Does that affect it? Oh, that, yeah, what does that make it? Yeah, sure. I okay. don't know. <laughs> Dessert a fork? A poker. Yeah, like a fo- <laughs> Yeah, okay. Pitchfork. Um, <laughs> look, awesome. That, not the only retirement uh, to... To rattle the emotions of cycling no. fans uh, recently, oh, of course. Jeez. Uh, it's going to be a, a hard end of season. A couple of notables, season. actually. A couple of Aussies that uh, we'll be a little bit sad about as well. Yeah. Well, there's – so Anamik has retired. She's called her last day, uh, the end of the Simac Ladies Tour, and that's because it's kind of near a house. Um, the last day of the World Tour season this year is the 17th of October. Um, we'll see quite a number – uh, sign out there, um, including Aussies Rachel Nalen and Jessica Allen, um, which they both had incredible careers as well. Yeah. I'd love to get both of them uh, on at some point too, Joel, because they've also been absolute trailblazers in the sport in Australia. And Jess Allen is a very good coach. And I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see her very quickly transition into okay, pretty yep. senior coaching ranks in Australia. Uh, we don't have a lot of female coaches. Okay. It's a problem everybody's got their eye on and, and looking yep. to fix. But someone like Jess Allen, she's been coaching through the back end of her career. So she's got a number of athletes racing with her. That she's coaching? Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, you're doing really well. Yeah, Remember what like... I told you? Actually, no, don't. Forget, forget that. <laughs> no, I, know. Yeah, okay. I know. Conflict of interest. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but... The one that got me in the feels a bit, yep. uh, he's had his last race day, is Daryl Impey. Oh, I was going to get to – I'm glad you got to Daryl. That's uh, – oh, Yeah. Uh, well, look, he wrote – trail off in emotion. Here. I know. he. He's had always had a bit of a special part for Aussie yep. cycling fans. He's South African, but, um, you know, he rode for what was Orica Green Edge. 2013 became the first – uh, South African to wear the yellow jersey at the Tour de France. I was there. I got to interview him. It was such a beautiful moment of emotion. Yeah. And he's just a really pure, kind, genuine fella yeah. who races his bike because he loves it. Um, but he and his family, it's time to move kind on. of move on to the next chapter. But Joel, apparently he's moving to Sydney, Australia. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know why. I couldn't Google quick enough to figure that one out. Oh, look, maybe oh, just the to... beautiful, peaceful traffic, a <laughs> lot of lack of toll roads. Do you roads. think there should be a petition to get him to Bris Vegas? I would, I'd like to think mm. that if he's made this decision, he's not aware that Bris Vegas exists. <laughs> that's that's my biased thought. Host. Yes. Merksy, um has a thought on that as well that I'm... No, I'm going to say no to that one. No, no podcast hosting. I don't think he has a future in podcast hosting, especially here in Brisbane. I mean, we do realise he's got his own little YouTube show and he's very popular. That's enough, isn't it? Like, don't be greedy. Maybe he can get us on his podcast. (laughs) We love you, Daryl. Cross promotion. Uh, Anytime. And (laughs) since he's moving to Australia, he's been now officially named Dazza. Yeah, of course. He can't be Daryl. Yeah. Come on. Impo. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah, I love that. Dazza. Uh, but look, um, amazing. Oh, I also, I yep. put into the Google bot um, who's retiring this year because I'm like, we know the big names. We know the Mark Cavendish, the um, Thibaut Pino. He's, he'll be so missed. Um, That's huge. Rowan yeah. Dennis, Sargon. of course. Um, Peter Sargent. Peter Sargent. Peter Sorry, Peter Sargent. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do I need to say that to satisfy <laughs> Merksy? Uh, sorry, Merksy. Yeah. Uh, but 50 <laughs> cyclists are wow. retiring out of World Tour or Pro Level ranks. 50. 
That's like quite a renewal. That's wonder, quite a big turnover. Yeah, I wonder how many of those retirements have been accelerated or, or the mindset mm. has changed over the last few years. You know, the, the, what we've all had with the world mm. and, and that perspective shifting time in history. I, I wonder if some of these careers might have seen a couple of more seasons if there wasn't a, a giant reason to reshape the way that you think about life and it the world. It is a good question. That. Yeah. I mean, I, I also wonder, Merksy. Have a thought. What about Caleb Ewan? He's <laughs> not retiring. Isn't he? He's oh, not what, retiring. What do you know? You got some dirt, Merksy? No, I just oh. read Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just Have you got an exclusive scoop, Merksy? No. Just stirring shit. Just stirring <laughs> shit. No, I think that people are talking about Caleb retiring because Lotto said they'll let him go yeah. and he hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, but I think that that's it's a bit of a complicated one. That one. I feel that there's a there's a fire burning for Caleb. Like there's a there's a hunger. You mm. know, um, I'd it'd be a surprise, but well, crossroads. I mean, I just wonder if there's you know not twenty odd young men who just can't stand to be in the pro peloton that doesn't have Peter Sagan in it. <laughs> Peter suck 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 suck. Peter suck. I I think. Okay, having watched uh, the Cavendish doco a few times and loved it and seen the, the depths of despair uh, mentally, physically, and that, that ever-present perpetual desire to get back on the bike, I just, I just think that it's, it's a sport that creates that in its competitors, mm. in its participants. And it's that, a like I say, that, always a cyclist. Yeah, that's it. And that perspective shift that I speak of is the only real reason, other than injury, whatever. That it's like I don't know. I just think Caleb, you have a, geez, you'd have a point to prove. Geez, mm. you'd have Peter Sagan. You're good, dude. Good yeah. job, bro. Go open a resort. <laughs> well, those twenty that can't stand to race in a peloton without Peter Sagan are probably booked in at the bike hotel yeah. already. Thirty percent off, free <laughs> yeah. breakfast. It's all good. Yeah. No, look, it's awesome. And, and as I say, so many tenacious athletes that give so much and that love of what they do. And as, as for athletes in general, of course, they love their sport. They love it, love it, love it. But to go through what cyclists go through uh, and to, to just want to keep coming back, that's a different different kind of animal. Yeah, maybe so. a few brain cells uh, lost along the way. How do we justify it otherwise? And you know what? I we wouldn't have know. it any other way because wowee. Wowie, exactly. some of the displays. And, and imagine, can I just, I'm just going to get on my soapbox really quickly. Oh, do it. If we get that point in, in a year or two or three where Caleb Ewan does something unimaginably special and then we all start talking about, remember that crossroads? And blah, 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 mm. That's that's theatre that you can't script. Yeah. Find me a legend yep. without a crossroads. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Doesn't happen. Yep. Off the top of my head, i got nothing. <laughs> Absolutely that's what, nothing. That's when you transcend, right? Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. When and you know it's the it's the tough stuff that changes it. Yeah, yeah. And we're getting again, very on philosophical. That, on that Cav Doco, like some of those crashes, what are you, what are you doing coming mm. back from that? He's well, not I alone, think it is. Course, I, I think that um, what I've got circled next on the rundown segues beautifully into that, Joel. Speaking of retirement athletes, speaking that can't of retirement stay off the athletes, bike. right? I don't <laughs> think you can stay away because we've had some news this week, yeah. Joel, and. As your uh, job as, you know, a media professional, um, I believe a press release came across your desk it did, yeah. about this very topic. 
Uh, would you like me to read it? Please, please. Thank you for saying professional, by the way. It's, it's first yeah, my time pleasure. Uh, <laughs> hi, Joel. Hello. <laughs> a new public time trail on Willunga Hill at the next Santos Tour Down Under will feature legendary Australian cyclist Richie Port. Ooh. Recreational riders can take on the recently retired Port as part of new participation rides at Australia's cycling greatest cycling event. Richie has attached some audio and some video talking about it. He's pumped. Long story short. Uh, gruelling three-kilometre test up Wollonga, as we know. We've, we've pushed a camera gear up it. Well, no, we didn't. But anyway, we got the idea with the corkscrew. Um, is, is one of three public cycling events announced today. So it's all happening at the TDU next year. Join the queue, though, to ride and do your best to beat Port. Amateur cyclists will tackle the time trial, leave from the starting ramp in one-minute intervals. <laughs> I love this. With Port then let loose <sighs> to chase down the riders ahead. That's awesome. 49, it only costs 49 bucks, Joel. $49. 49 bucks. And you know what? I saw a lot in there about, you know, Richie Port, what a legend. Uh, he's flown up Wollonga before. He'll fly up there again. I am so sure that amongst the amateur cohort, there will be some people who are pretty much professional. Like, they will be taking oh, it seriously. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll be making every dollar of their $49 count. Yeah. Um, Joel, I've got another idea for Team Wheelhouse, though. I've always wondered what would happen if you got one of those T-Rex costumes <laughs> and rode a bike. So I'm throwing down the challenge uh-huh. um, to your good self to me, oh. and Merxy as well. What if we got like three starting times in a row Three T Rexes. What? Okay. Racing up for longer. Why this uh, prehistoric preoccupation? I don't know. I mean, you can choose another outfit if you want. I just, <laughs> I just don't know. Okay, it doesn't I, need to be a T Rex. No, I'm I mean, I'm just thinking I, about the arms. Kate. I just thought it would be. I've never been in one of those T Rex well, suits. Like, how do you. You can't. Look, oh, sort of like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't. How do you. I mean, being, you know, a podcast. Your little T-Rex arms yeah. are hard to hear, Joel. Picture my, but, uh, my hands basically being attached to my chest. No wrist, no arms. Just doing these ones. Yeah. Look, it, would, it, it might be, I don't know, I'd have to try the suit on. But, I mean, we can take, you know, open to the viewers yeah. um, to suggest other outfits. But what can I say? I, I think we can have a little bit of fun with it. And quite frankly, I'll be disappointed if there aren't other people amongst the uh, yeah. cohort who... Uh, yes, technically taking it seriously, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll be listening to this. G'day, g'day team at Tour take, Down Under. Yeah. And uh, there'll be a few little terms and conditions that pop up that might include... <laughs> no T-Rex no outfits. No T-Rex we'll outfits. Or, we'll we'll, we'll push know. those boundaries. But if not, I mean, I'll go over them with a fine-tooth comb. And yeah. our legal team here at the wheelhouse... All 12 of them. Is, yeah. <laughs> High price is prepared to, you know, really push this one. I, I, and so they should yeah. be, because we, we need to give it the attention it deserves. Richie's a seven-time winner up that up that famous stage. So if, if, if there's anyone you want to take on in a T-Rex mm. costume or whatever, in your yeah. Lycra, whatever you happen to be wearing, it's Richie. I mean, can we get him in the T-Rex costume? I was going to say, <laughs> I, 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 I love Richie Port. He, he's, I, I just... I won't go into a deep dive on why, but I just think he's outstanding. I, I've got a little thing here uh, that I find that his comments are lacking a tiny bit of spice, a tiny oh. bit of... I, I, right. I might be wrong. Okay. Shoot All right. me. No, Shoot no. Me. Shoot the messenger, please. But here we go. Hit me. 
I love being in Adelaide, and especially during the Santos Tour Down Under. I'm already looking forward to being back on my bike, but without the full pressure of having the peloton behind me. It will be so much fun <laughs> trying to catch the entrance in the time trial up Willunga Hill. End quote. <laughs> okay. Are right. you really excited, right. Richie? Well, what about we put a bit of twists on that? I'm so excited to be back in Adelaide <laughs> and racing up Willunga without the field behind me. See, come on. It's like oh, okay. so a bit of the, tone the in it. The delivery was okay. I think so. All right, yeah. sure. Okay. I love ah. being back in Adelaide. No worries. <laughs> Let's get him in a T-Rex costume. 49 that- bucks. Get on it, honestly. I think this is going to be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> on the Wheelhouse podcast, back in the bunker for the 60th installment. I'm Joel Spreadbrook. Kate Bates is here as well. Let's um, let's talk uh, now. Your, I love your note here. O to be yumbo, basically. O to be, yes. Well, a little you bit know, of unpacking to do here, isn't there? When we do a rundown, I like to be very specific. And O to be yumbo. I think that kind of sums up what's going on in España yep. right now. Yep. You know, other than a lot of sangria drinking and the summer. Yep. But beside that. A lot of dominating. <laughs> a lot of dominating. Yeah, 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 yeah. By Top Team Yumbo. There's a bit of uh, interesting controversy mm. around this and around special occasions and milestones and, you know, should you get a little bit of special treatment? And if you're in Yumbo, the answer is an emphatic no. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. You're not getting it. Well, I refer to Sep Kuss here. Uh, does does a rider like Sep deserve to be given the nod? Mm. Do you want to win a stage or indeed a GT as a gift, as a as a as a as a nod from your teammates? I think this is this is probably one of the greatest debate topics you'll ever find in the cycling world. Seb Kuss is so well-loved. I think that's the thing. He's like the super domestique that does win sometimes when given the opportunity. He's We've seen heroics at the Tour de France. Um, the American rider is just genuinely loved by fans yep. for being the good guy and the super domestique that every team wishes they could just clone him yep. and they'd kill it. Now, he managed to get himself in the rojo, uh, ah, that's the first time this season I've been able to say that. <laughs> yes. And, you know, they went in, of course, Remco was making big noise about him chasing the victory. And yep. it looked like he was in the Rojo early, looked like it was all for him. Of course, Yumbo went with two team leaders, with um, Jonas and with Roglic. So everyone thought, okay. All of a sudden, enter Sepp Kuss, who's mm-hmm. not just the super domestique, but... He wins a stage. He finds himself in the in the race lead. Fast forward ten stages. Yeah. Yumbo, one, two, three on GC. There's four minutes back to Mikel Landa in yeah, fourth. Just forget about like, it. Yeah. Hard to lose the race at this point. Unless like, maybe even if forward. you're in a T Rex costume, you'd, you'd struggle. Oh, that's, to not see. Lose. Now you're talking. Yeah. That could be fun. So the the big debate is: should they let Seppi? That's my name for him. I just think it's I cute. like I like couscous. Cous? <laughs> oh, actually, I like that too. Um, should they let him win or support him to win? Not let him, but yeah. support him, ride for him to keep that jersey. Or should it be like, and Yumbo's official statement is, the road will decide. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? We Again, driving into our 60-episode deep archive, we've spoken about this before, mm. and we've also spoken about... You've mentioned it in, in this episode as well. Dominant champions 
becoming boring, mm. perceived as boring. And I've always been very firm on the don't mind a dominant champion mm. as long as you earn that dominance, as long as you earn those stripes. I, I'm, not really, I'm not really a fan of gifting in elite sport. <sighs> okay. I'm not. I'm sorry. No, I understand it. I, I have two views on this. Yep. I'm going to argue against myself here. Okay. On one side, I would love nothing more than to watch Jonas and Roglic go head-to-head -head for a grand tour. Uh -huh. Absent having to worry about any other competition. Don't have to worry about people from the outside. They've got this. It's just kind of mano a mano going for the title. Yeah, that'd be Love special. it. Like that. that is, you know, a sports fan's dream. <laughs> Like, you couldn't better curate it. Like, it's just, beautiful, uh, right? I can see it now. Uh, oh. Christophe Mallet on SBS saying, Welcome to the Tour de France, the first time ever. Only two races are competing. <laughs> Everyone's but going, can what? You, like, can you imagine they're getting on the bus together at the end? And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's great. All the drama. High all the drama. drama. But then enter, like, cycling's nicest man, <laughs> who's actually also on that team bus, uh. whose birthday it was yesterday and on his birthday they kind of humiliated him they attacked him to the point where in the in the finish he sprinted Mikel Lander yeah. for the line yeah. and then there's vision of him going to Mikel Lander and apologizing and saying sorry I don't normally sprint for third in a mountain stage but I wanted the time bonus so I could keep the jersey. This is to a guy in another team. Another team. On his birthday. Yeah. Merksy has his oh. thoughts. Kaylee Fritz summed it up in my view. Okay. He said, you just do not race your teammates. Ooh. You don't race your teammates? I don't know. I, I think when he's wearing a red jersey, you've got to ride for him. He's done it for them. Yeah, I guess. So I suppose that actually perfectly is the intersection of yeah, where I can see both sides because yeah, okay. I, I think that... Kuss has been this incredible lieutenant, right? Yeah. Like, and he's, he's done so moments. much for them. Does he not deserve his moment? But again, like, as we saw, I keep talking about docos. I've caught, I've caught Kate Bates-itis here <laughs> talking about docos. But unchained, uh, team bus, some heartbreaking mm. decisions have to be made in the best interest of the best prospect. How have they not had well, these discussions? Of see, course they have. Jonas came out overnight and said, I'd love to see... Except win overall. Oh, bullshit, Jonas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bullshit. That's kind of incongruent with your actions on the bicycle. Yeah, I love you, Jonas. Yeah, I know you're family it. and whatnot for Kate, the Bates clan, but nah, no. No. Not, not buying it. No. So I, you know what I want to feel comfortable about all of this? Go on. I want the bullshit to stop. Yes. I want Jonas and Primoz yeah. and Seppi, I want them to come out and go, every man for himself. I want Primoz to go, you know what? He's such a good guy. Love him. Want a holiday with him and his family after this. But this is a grand tour and I'm not giving up a grand tour if I have the best legs. Let us race. And I want Jonas to do the same. I do too. I want just pure honesty. I don't want any of this. Yeah, that, oh, he's sorry, sorry. I hope that, he wins. Yeah. I'm going to attack him. And yeah. I want Sepkus to come out and say, you know what? This sucks. But the reason that Yumbo is so good is because there's no... There's no giveaways. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you I don't agree. get given a grand tour victory. You fight for it, and you know. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, here we are. Uh, it's uh, Jonas for that for me. It's it's like a a LinkedIn post, mm. a gushy hashtag blessed. I'm so privileged to have such wonderful. Oh, bullshit.
You don't mean that. That's not how you talk. Come on now. And I'm sorry, but I have to say, Yumbo, I love you, Sep, but have you been turned into a youthful AI version of yourself? <laughs> oh, please never. That I'm, was I'm so creepy. I'm just saying, headline oh, acts oh. and whatnot. But anyway, look, it's a good debate. Mm. It is an interesting debate. And I'm all for nice guys, nice girls in the arena. Whatever that arena is, it's always lovely to see. You referred to Ryan Pappenhausen before in the NRL. One of the lovely optics that we got out of that was was rivals teammates showing concern putting putting the battle mm. aside for those moments mm. but then the battle got back underway it did very quickly and they started mm. kicking the shit out of each other once again because that's <laughs> literally what did win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah but that's kind of my thing on it it's like yes yeah. there is a there is a line that you draw is literally a line that you cross when it all becomes friendly and mm. amiable again i hope and I may be in another world here, but what I hope is going on in the bus yep. is that the management have had the foresight and the emotional intelligence uh -huh. to sit the three of them down or the whole team and say, how do we want to do it? Like, what do you think should happen here? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that Sepp Kuss wouldn't say, I want to be gifted the victory. I, I don't think that you either, know, yeah. But on the basis of that, that's the stuff we want to know. Like, I want them to just say, like, the road will decide is a li little airy-fairy for me. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I would love them to say, we are we are so good because we push the limits. Nobody wins a grand tour, no one on this team or on any other team. By a gift, you race your heart out, and that is what these three guys are doing. And they are enemies on the road, even though they're in a team, because yeah. they're so far ahead of everybody else that they can afford to do they're it. They're triumphant. They're the tri and, and, triumphant. And, and look, I, I don't know. I just think, I, I'll, okay, Stephen Bradbury, great example. He didn't, he did, they didn't let him win, mm. but a mishap allowed him to take advantage. Watching that vision, you watch that. His first reaction is one of almost embarrassment. Mm. Yes, he owned the win and he trained hard. He did everything. But that first reaction is like, ugh. Well, that's you know, it. They're oh, not because they've been criticised for not really celebrating the wins. Yeah, but I think part of that is probably they know what everybody's saying and they know what it looks like. And I just, oh gosh, see, where's our camera on this one? We're never going to get the doco behind this. No, I know. That's what I want. Jeez, I've tried though. Oh. You've got to earn your stripes, Merksy. <laughs> just got to point out, they're going to win the third Grand Tour of the year. Outstanding. Mm. The Grand Slam. And um, look, when I was putting this rundown together, mm -hmm. uh, a few things got culled. Uh, in fact, only one thing got culled. Um, but I'm going to bring it back in just okay. really quickly. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what was happening. Yeah, and cool. that is that uh, Wout Van Aert won the Tour of Britain. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you brought out your, your, your boy <laughs> Wout because I was going to say that whole uh, the line of don't race against your teammates, tell that to Wout Van Aert. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah. That whole team, I mean, they've had a pretty remarkable year. I think they're on the top of when we're looking in a few weeks at yeah. our, uh, you know, riders of the year, teams of the year. Oh, absolutely. The, Yumbo, the Brisbane Yumbo Broncos of the world job. cycling scene. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Cheeky plug. Moving on. Go the Broncos. Okay. Caden <laughs> Groves has been outstanding. Uh, I think, you know, still in, in a rough semblance of the mix, but mm. overall, regardless of where he finishes from here, you're going to leave this, this tour thinking, okay, I've arrived. A yeah. massive, massive growth for him. Yeah. And being like, you know what? Not only am I part of this peloton, 
I'm a I'm a pretty pretty dangerous mm. part of this peloton. Mm. It's been great. It, yeah, I mean, he won two stages early on. There's still two flat stages, yep. including the final one, which I think he can give a nudge because he is wearing the points jersey, which is unreal. Um, it's awesome. So yeah. good. We haven't had a, an Aussie win the points jersey yep. at the Vuelta before. The uh, the mountains jersey, yes. Yep. Uh, but the points, no. It's He's a Queenslander. What oh, can I sheesh. say, Joel? I mean, that's for you. I was like, uh, I have a limit of how many times I can say Queensland. Thank no, no, you for there picking you go. That no one problem. Up. Uh, he's really <laughs> matured this welter, and you yeah. know, his interviews have evolved as well. The way he's talking about the race tactic and his team. Uh, but he's remember he's racing for Alperson de Koenig. So I'm wondering if, as he continues, his star continues to rise. If uh-huh. that's going to be the team that can continue to support him that's my big question mark Uh, will we see him poached and on the move i don't know but he's got a good head on his shoulders and uh for all intents and purposes i reckon um if he keeps keeps his momentum going you know we could see him really as one of the absolute top liners at the tour de france because that's a big next step right is the vuelta it's pretty impressive to win but win stages but the tour is just that next step next up, level so. a, a good place to acquit mm. yourself though because even leading into to various races and gts this year we've been like okay looking at the aussies yeah look benny o'connor yeah lock him in for something yeah jai yeah love him oh jay yeah absolutely Caden, go away and keep working on it and we'll <laughs> we'll include you in the big six next time Yes. But he's now in that. He is, he's now there. I mean, he's got a cycle, uh, not a cycle, like motocross background. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, so he's I got great that. skills. Yeah. It's awesome to watch the aerial shots of him making his way um, through the bunch. There's almost yeah. like a protective layer around him, like he's on a motorbike. Like he's a little <laughs> bit bigger than himself and he makes his way through. It's really cool Such to watch. Such confidence, hey? It's almost it like Tommy Pitcock on the, uh, you feathers. Know, the old feathers. It's very just, impressive. Just and um, we also do have to say, Jay Vine. Yep. He's had a really tough time. Has. So we're sending um, all our best thoughts and wishes to uh, Team Vine because the year is not ending how it started. Mm. Um, and so I hope that they can, um, you know, have a little bit of physical and mental rest over the, the off season yep. and, and come back um, fighting again for TDU. We spoke about tenacity mm. and there, there's, there's a truckload of it. There, it is JV. So yeah. you'll be right. You'll well, be right. and the other one at the uh, at the Vuelta who's been really impressive is Michael Storer. Yeah, um, he's had a couple of top fives. He's a light climber. Uh, you know, he he's just been sort of on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And I really think that we need to just keep a close eye on his um, progression as well because Great, he yeah. hasn't gone unnoticed. But to be running, you know, top five in these really big mountain stages at the Vuelta, that's a next step in the maturity it's, a, it's, it's like the breeding ground the Vuelta yeah. is the breeding ground for Aussie talent it's yeah. great I just love the the Aussies have just, just put such a stamp on the on these yeah. GTs in the last three or it's, four years that sort of well I I did look Michael's story I mean I, yeah. I look these writers up fairly consistently to see if there's been any new fun facts kind of added yeah and uh he's Wiki has been updated where his nickname is now Michael Storer the Destroyer, right? And I thought, I wonder if when somebody thought Destroyer, they didn't say it out loud because Storer and Destroyer look like that they'd go really yeah, well yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you say it out loud, it. Uh. I feel like it's a it's better than like Michael Storer the Borer. Um, <laughs> that is yes. For yes. example, 
Yep. I, I mean, I can't naturally think of a rhyming one, but... Uh, Michael Storer reading the Torah? That's, yeah, that look, not your normal not sure sporting nickname, yeah. but, you know, we can work we can oh, Here work we go. <gasps> Michael Storer for richer or poorer. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's a good Michael rhyming Storer, headline, headline good for you. Good strong jora. <laughs> if, if, listen, if you're giving nickname Scott, you tips to Scott, I think, uh, Merksy, we might need a little bit of a... Uh, Extra hand. Look, in I've that. had a few weeks off, okay? It's us, okay. Us it's preppers okay. up in the mountains, we don't make jokes. You're doomsdayers. It's all very serious. Oh, dear. Uh, Australia's announced its gravel team for the Gravel World Champions, yes. and you always love uh, spruiking not not only the names that we expect to see, but those those ones to watch. Uh, yes. Who you got? What do you like? Look, I'm excited because Australia has a big team, and that's because the top 25% at each of the World Cup or Gravel you know, World Cup Series thingos. Uh-huh. They change their name every year. Joel, who can keep up? Thank you, UCI. Uh, the top 25% of the field qualify for Worlds. So actually, we've got a good raft of Aussies going because we had one of the qualifying rounds in Perth. So that's pretty cool. Brilliant. But it's headlined by Freddie Ovet and Nathan Haas um, on the men. And Nathan Haas was... I think 14th or 15th last year. Freddie Ovette, we know uh, from eSports Worlds, he's just a real goer. Like, he's so talented. Um, Tiff Cromwell for the women. Like, come on now, we've got a great team. But when I was going through the list of, you know, potential people who've qualified, like, globally, um, who may be there, it was like, you know, in the tennis, they have, like, the the legends matches. Like yeah, John yeah, McEnroe still trolleys himself out on court. To yeah, it's, do like, that it's, almost, it's like a mix of a testimonial and a legends, but they do it. The Australian yeah. Open does it. They get a couple of legends out yeah, and play They some do it doubles. in cricket, I'm sure. Yeah. That's what the Gravel World start list reads like. That's awesome. It's like the World Tour <laughs> riders, they duck over to Gravel yeah. to retire. Uh, Nico Roach, um, Daniel Oss. Nikki Terpstra, Paraguay Bay winner, Johnny Hogeland. If yep. anybody doesn't remember him, Google Johnny Hogeland at the Tour de France. He yep. flew into a barbed wire fence after being hit by a race car. That was pretty brutal. Um, Michael Barry, like when Alex. You, when Dowson. you say race car, you mean like a, not a Formula One car, like a no, like as in one of the in the convoy. That would have been a story. yeah, commissaire's car. So oh. Max Verstappen is way off course in his Red Bull, but anyway, okay, yeah. <laughs> what a feat! Uh, and uh, you know who else is qualified? Uh, <coughs> well, Venart. <laughs> uh, he'll be there. I'm not allowed to say Queensland. You have a cap on your route <laughs> mentions, mate. From now on. You get 500 <laughs> per episode. That's it. Okay. All right. We're done. He'll be there. So it's going to be a bit of an all-star. That's awesome. Yeah. But I'm just going to – it wouldn't be an episode without a wee little dig at the UCI, Joel. Because I agree. it's on the 7th of October. Yeah. But you know what else is on the 7th of October? The last monument of the season, Lombardia. Like why? So why? actually, is Wout van Aert going to ride Gravel Worlds? Or Lombardia, and why should he have to choose? And why should we have to choose, Joel? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So scheduling hiccup in my, in my view. Oh, no, but I agree. Something it, to look forward the to. The thing for the is that these disciplines complement one another. They shouldn't be in competition. They shouldn't be. The under again, we always go back to the, our summer, our winter sports here, but. We've been speaking about the NRL and the the AFL. It's finals time, and the AFL and NRL are going out of their way to ensure that they schedule the preliminary finals that are happening in Brisbane week after next separately, so that people have the opportunity to either go to or watch both. That these are rival codes. I know. Cycling is in a rival, isn't it? War with itself. Well, 
Is it really a- though? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think but, that you know, sums it up pretty well. <laughs> the other thing you, you mentioned was the bloody name changes. It's so oh. effing hard to keep up. I don't. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's that's one for next right, week. Okay, uh, all right. If indeed on. we're still here for episode sixty-one, <laughs> I think M- M- Merxy's just put out a casting call. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, let's finish up. So, see ya. No <laughs> kidding. Let's finish up with. Oh, I love this. Like ridiculous undertakings in the name of records, basically, but not like a an Olympic record or a world record, just a bloody cool record. A bloody, a bloody uh, cool record. I'm going to call it a ridiculous record. Um, Lachlan Morton is has been at it again and had some, uh, just like folklore-ish running repairs in his latest in his latest effort. He has. He, he's ridden the Tour Divide and that goes from the Rocky Mountains in Canada, um, from Banff. Um, all the way down through New Mexico to the Mexican border. Yep. So we're talking like 4,400 kilometres. That it? Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> pretty solid. Yeah, it's decent, uh, it's yeah. called it's the Tour Divide. They've got a race, I mean, you know, race inverted commas that goes through there each June. You have to be self-supported. So it's like bike packing. Okay. It's you and your bike. <laughs> um, and get there as fast as you can, okay. essentially. Uh, the fellow that won this year in June... Um, Ulrich Bartholomew's his name was. Great name, huh? Great uh, name. And he did it in 14 days and three hours. And Lockie Morton was like, eh, I was busy in June, uh, so I'm just going to do it on my own. Now, he's done it in 12 days, 12 hours and 21 minutes. Um, which Blink is... and you miss it sort of stuff. <laughs> Look, yeah. it's beautiful if nothing else than it's 12, 12, 21. Like, it's well really done cool. with the ones yeah. and the twos. <laughs> um, but we know that Lockie Morton's a crazy adventurer and he's so cool. But he's gotten a bit of a problem with his derailleur um, with about a day to go. He's not one to give up, Joel. Uh, He wasn't able to change gears. Uh Think about that. But so that he could continue and the derailleur wasn't literally sitting on the side um, of the trail, he got a spare spoke that he packed and he wedged it through the derailleur he also, I might add, had no brake pads left at this point, and he broke the record and got to the finish with a spoke through his derailleur, no brake pads, 12 hours, 12 days, 12 hours, 21 minutes, taking uh, two days off the winner of uh, this year's edition and yeah. a full day off the former record. And, and a bit Not of bad. bush bike mechanic work bush as well. Bush bike mechanic. Bush, bush mechanic, that's the expression. Just yeah, but, but listen... Yeah. 12 days, you know, out in the bush, Joel. He certainly oh. didn't have a razor with him. He still didn't cultivate a beard like what you're rocking yeah, today. Right. So There's still plenty of time to join the prepper army <laughs> where we're recruiting. Uh, yes. look, He'd be a good one to have on board, <laughs> yeah, I Damn right. Oh. <laughs> it's like, anyone help us carry these packs up the mountain? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. get Lockie Morton on board. Lockie Morton, I, I think oh, there's, just, there's just something about this kind of this kind of athlete, isn't there? It's There's just, just wonderful. something. And I love the whole, you're out of brake pads. It's like, what? Lucky, lucky, you're out of brake pads. Oh, I don't need brakes. Bah. They only slow me down. <laughs> he raised about 30 grand for a charity called Adventure for All. I just love it. I, I think that he's really like a, a great little mascot. Um, That's fantastic. For any charity, for any cycling show, for a way of life. I think yep. it's really cool. We'll get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, we'll ride on. Not, not to yeah. host. Merxy, just to Don't get any guess. ideas. Uh, He's Ulrich. like cycling's MacGyver. I was going to say, that is, thank you. That is his nickname. Well, his I was looking at you MacGyver. and I nearly said Davy Crockett because of the beard. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'll lay off the beard jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ulrich Bartholomew as well. Mm. Uber. 
Uber is it? Oh, that's his nickname. It, it is now. Like Uber. Uber. Ulrich Bartholomew. Uber. Oh, Uber. like anyway. Yeah, I Thanks. think he might come into some copyright issues with that one. He'll be right. <laughs> Uh, this has been and shall remain the Wheelhouse Podcast. It's lovely to be back in the bunker and a little bit of a good on us, 60 mm. episodes. And for those who have been along for the ride, thanks for staying. <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for sticking Thank with you. us. and uh, plenty Long-suffering more. fans. Yeah, look, plenty more fun. We love you. Oh, big time. So much more <laughs> to come uh, ahead. We'll be back to do it all again. Back to our regular routine of being Australia's, I believe, only weekly cycling podcast. Yes. I mention that as much as I can. I'm pretty proud of that. Yes, anyway. yeah. Look, and I, I can confirm that during our short hiatus, I didn't um, change the description of the, the weekly podcast. So, okay. yeah. no Australia's semi weekly podcast <laughs> uh, featuring Olympic, confirmed Olympic commentator Catherine Bates and certified doomsday prepper slash lumberjack Joel Spreadborough. It's so good to be here. We'll wrap up uh, Vuelta. Pretty much next time we're mm. here, we'll look ahead because the thing with cycling is it never, ever stops. And we love that so much. So thank you so much. Like, share, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bring a friend. Bring bring a couple. <laughs> Plenty of room. <laughs>